So we have a lot to talk about today, guys. No. First of all, I do want to say one thing, though, that I have really missed not getting together. I really have. You have missed not getting together? Uh, I've missed getting together. Huh. Yeah. I haven't missed... Not well, anyway. <laughs> you haven't missed not getting together. Yeah, I haven't missed... <laughs> I have really missed not getting together. It's not been... not getting together. Well, do we want it's to nice. talk about the trip, or do we want to address all uh, some of the messages that have come in? I think we should do the trip first. Trip first. Just to get it out yeah. of the way. All right. So... Kids in England are little shits. <laughs> yeah, really? <laughs> little shits with no, bad teeth. Yeah, no, there was this little kid going down the street that was, like, throwing water balloons at tourists. Uh-huh. And and s- some English man was like, hey, where are, your, where are your kids? Or where are your parents? And the kid's like, F you. You know, like, he's going all around a wanker and everything like that. <laughs> I'm just going all out talking to this guy. But the, the elderly people there are fabulous. They're the sweetest people. They the way they talk to you, it's like it's like you've come home to your grandparents. Mm-hmm. Very nice. So like the British Bake Off, that's what they're really like. Everyone's nice and pleasant. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's what they're like. They're nice and and, and pleasant. Nah, Sounds good that. to me. Uh, the yes. Except the kids who've grown except up watching little, American television. Anyway, that was my thought on it. I got upset. And my wife did, too. She was like, oh, little shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, besides it, beautiful. England was beautiful. Iceland uh, was was beautiful as well. Going to England, it was green. And I love greenery. Yeah. And so what did, where did you go in England? Went to Windsor Castle. Okay. Uh, and I went to another castle. Were you in London? Yeah. Were you in the... We, so we were in London. We saw a bunch of stuff there. I don't even remember Big all that. Big Ben. Uh, we went towards the Codswalls. We saw Bath, and we went to the Roman Baths that were there. Mm-hmm. The Roman Baths. Were you able to actually get in? No, you're not. It has signs you can't get in. Any, mm-hmm. But you can st- certainly visit it and see all of okay. it. So, but you um, can pee in it, right? Yes, they allow that. <laughs> um, tea... Or five Viscous. o'clock, everything Viscous. shuts down. Five o'clock, and then at six, <clears throat> the places that have dinner start opening up. Interesting. Uh-huh. But yeah, so dinner's like, a little later then. Uh, yeah, about six o'clock they uh-huh. on standard, but everything kind of just shuts down. Everything closes down and and so stuff like that. People having their tea. Yeah, people are having their tea and stuff. Except for the really touristy areas in London mm-hmm. and such. We went on the big double decker bus, of course. Of course. But my favorite area was the Cotswolds. There was, you know, we stayed in a, a little bed and breakfast. And you know how you get bed and breakfasts here? Have you guys ever got Airbnbs? They never give you breakfasts in those. I think yeah. maybe once I've had, ever had that, and it was kind of like because I was in a hotel sort of a thing. Mm-hmm. This lady, she gave us every single morning, like, for strawberries from her garden and, like, crumpets and breads, all these different kinds of breads and mm. and uh, a smorgasbord of cheeses and fruits and uh, yogurts and things like that. It was <clears> it was lovely. It was lovely. And then she nice. had this garden that was just like it's you just could sit in there and it was charming. It was so charming and lovely and it was it, it like rains twice a week there, right? So uh, we it rained once while we were there. Okay, they were having a hot spell or something. Mm-hmm. Now you went to the Stonehenge, right? I did go to the Stonehenge. Hinge. Um, did you sacrifice anything in the name of the nice cult? Just my sanity, virginity. my virginity was sacrificed <laughs> there. Yeah, it's lovely. 
If any of you guys watch like Clarkson's Farm, you guys know Jeremy Clarkson from Top Gear UK. Oh, yeah. He had us a new show on Amazon, a new show. It's been going for a couple seasons. And we went to the Clarkson Farm there at the farm shop. And as we were driving by... Callie's like, oh, what would be funny if that were Jeremy Clarkson right there? And the guy looks up and there he was mowing his lawn, mowing like part of in front of his hedge, you know. But oh. yeah, he's, he doesn't have people to do that. Uh, he had someone working next to him, but he was doing it. Apparently, he, he really enjoys doing the, the farm stuff. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he went from being a, a motorhead, uh, top gear, like just to a farmer, to a farmer. But mm-hmm. yeah. And the new show, is that about? Farming. It's about his farm. Yeah, it's about him farming and how it, it's like shows you how difficult it is really for farmers and how they're barely making it by. Mm. Yeah, but uh, so it's it was fun to see that and I got some souvenirs from that shop. So cool. So that was uh, there you go. That was my trip. Enjoyed it. You were gone for like a month, three weeks, three weeks. Yeah, it was a long time. Yeah, so it yeah. was work. Like, waiting for you when you came back? Were they like, we miss you? No, they when they're just like, oh, you were gone? So, but it was, it's nice that I can get away for that long of time. Yeah, and and at least this, yeah, you know, as long as no one else is on vacation, so. I started a job. Oh, really? Yeah. Tell us about it. What? It's been like two weeks ago. Is it an MMO? No, it's not a multi, MMO? MLM. Oh, MLM. What's an MMO? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Multi-media operation? Multi-MLM. It's for a um, energy drink company in in Orem. Okay. Are you going to be designing any of these products? Nope. I'm more of a product manager there. Oh. Okay. And so... So you don't get to do the fun stuff. But I did get to go through, like, all the data that... Every store that sells energy energy drinks, so from grocery store to convenience stores and what flavors sell, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff, and digging into that data is really interesting. Okay. So what do you what, think would what? be the flavor that sells the most? For energy drink? Yeah. Apple. No, I, that's not in there. I'd not very with, often. I'd, I'd with, say lemonade. I'm going to go with mango. Berries. A berry. Berries, yeah, number berry. one. Citrus is number two. And then number three is like peach, apple, cherry, the stone fruit mm-hmm. ones. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Okay. So mango isn't even there. Mango is, there's like a tropical, uh-huh. like mango is is there, but it's not the biggest seller. It's like okay. number five. Yeah. Berry. Uh, <clears throat> strawberry. Yeah. And another one, lemonade. anything that has uh, like a candy, like it's like strawberry starburst flavored, uh-huh. big time. Like just mm-hmm. sells like off the off, off the charts. The or white, I don't know why white gummy bear flavor. Oh, but that's huge. That doesn't sound very good. I know. Right. Isn't that the one that you throw away? Yeah, like, those are the ones I just. <laughs> no, no, because of the pina colada ones. The you know, and if you suck them, they turn clear. Well, that's huh. super exciting, Nathan. I'm yeah. I'm happy for you. That's yeah. awesome. So we can do something on a certain MLMs. Yeah, we can. Yeah, we're now we're now okay. We're now okay to do exposés on the <laughs> yep. craziness of MLMs. We awesome. definitely do that. Awesome. I can't wait. Uh, Anything new with you, Thorne? 
uh, so I house-sitted for Gunner. Oh, yeah. And uh, Yeah, and when I came home, I've never seen lawn so long in all of my life. <laughs> like, honestly, it took me four hours to mow the back lawn. Four hours. So I went out there, and, you know, I, I, I got to you know what? This lawn is getting long. And then Gunner has this kind of a hill that goes up and down, and it's like, oh, that would suck to mow. And I looked at it again. I was like, so I easy. think I'll just make Gunner a curry instead of mowing the lawn. To make a curry. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I, yeah, it was hor. I destroyed the house. It was it was a horrible time. So <laughs> I I don't think Gunner was ever gonna ask me to house it again. He won't pay you so much next time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if I had actually paid, things would be so a little bit the different. The first day I house it, I go outside and Gunner's little chicken is gone. It's like. What happened to it? And Gunner's son was still here, and he's like, "Oh, it's around here somewhere." I'm like, "I don't see it. It's very distinctive. It's the small one." Yeah, <laughs> it's around here somewhere. Oh no, it's here. Nope, never saw, never saw that poor so little. So it ran away from home. I think it, uh, some little hawk came by, or Dirty D, the dog, came by and snuck. Or Allie thinks it was Dirty D. I think it was a hawk. I think it. Like went wild, went rogue, went rogue. In, in the mountains. Cause you live right next to the mountains, so it probably went up there and is part of the joined a wild chicken herd. A wild chicken herd. Well, you know, you might be right. Chickens are there are kind of herd animals. They're flock animals. Yeah. So uh, for it to run off, it would actually have to be a flock. So did I tell? Did we talk on this podcast about our first chicken? No. <laughs> well, first, is that memorable? I want to know about it. Yeah, it just showed up one winter. It just walked into the uh, the side porch among all the cats and settled down and started drinking goat milk with the cats. <laughs> <laughs> and it just it would lay an egg almost every day. It was just like it was an older chicken, uh, but uh, yeah, it just showed on Interesting. up. Yep, living with the cats in the back side yard, and, and the then cats we decided to cool with it. Well, I mean, it was as big as the cats, oh, yeah. <laughs> and she was she was, she knew her stuff. She she wasn't intimidated by cats. Hmm. She'd be like, nope. So, what do you have for us, Gunner? We have a lot of stuff actually, because we haven't been answering questions for oh. a long time. Um, let's go through here. First off, let's say there was a correction. Uh, I was uh, talking about corset um, corsets. I was talking about corsets and how they push up your your bust mm-hmm. no that's a bustier that does that i got yeah. corrected by that one um hi i you were so insistent that i, I didn't was, want to correct you myself well, thank, 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 thank you for a random listener yeah, yeah random listener correcting me thank you for letting me know that bustiers are what boost your bosom mm-hmm. and corsets so They're it's like it's kind of like uh, corsets take off two to four inches or something off your waist, something like that. Mm. And bustiers give you two to four inches in your bust. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's fascinating stuff. Yeah, and I was told that I was not very intelligent, but that's oh. okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, um, the corrections are great, but the criticisms that go with it have to be muted down just a touch. Okay. No, no, they're they're actually right. All right, so let's go into the question of the week, and we we had several questions. So we had several questions that we went through. Is my kids uh, are they abnormal? Both of ours. They said uh, someone said yes, but don't be so hard on your kid. No. Uh, and then someone said nope, kids totally normal. Uh, what's your favorite rom com? My big fat Greek wedding. So we were asking okay. about the rom com. Yeah, like, that's on that a good one. one. That's a good one. 
Uh, you're raising good. a monster. Just kidding. <laughs> um, just kidding. Give the kid a break. There we go. Okay. You're never, a monster. <laughs> never been kissed and then 50 first dates. 50 first Adam dates Sandler's I really like. Never I, been kissed is not 50 first. It's oh, not you're Adam right. Sandler. Is, I don't like never been kissed. In fact, it's one of my least favorite. Yeah. But I do Who's like one? Is 50 after? first dates. It's Drew, Drew Barrymore. Drew it's Drew Barrymore. It's Drew Barrymore again. again. But it's just... It's just Fifty First Dates is much she just, better. Her, her her character in it is just there's, I'm just there's nothing about it that I like. Hmm. So, but that's fine. I mean, yep. you, you can definitely like it. But I love Fifty First Dates. Uh, that one I cry every single time at, like multiple times. Really? Yeah, I do. I like it too. Uh, your kid's just fine. Groundhog's Day is my favorite. Okay, Lars and that's a good one. Lars and the Real Girl is my second. I don't know what that is. That's a good one. Is it? Yeah, that's a, that. a guy who brings home, he lives in a small town, and he brings home a mannequin Okay. to to this small town and, and introduces her as his girlfriend. And everyone is like, at yeah. first they're like, this mm-hmm. is a mannequin. And then a, just through a series of events, she becomes like beloved in this neighborhood. And everyone... Do, does stuff for her and it was it's like a real okay that's a good one okay, okay. I'm it's been a while it's been a Calvin and Hobbes kind of thing no <laughs> no no cartoon tigers <laughs> I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to see that one uh, Groundhog one. and then another person says Groundhog Days and no it's just a normal youngster for your kid so mm-hmm. okay. that's good for that one but Groundhog Days twice in there I don't I, even I remember any of this when did we talk about our favorite rom-coms it was on a couple of that's alright though okay. I don't pay attention to half the stuff I say anyway yeah. so we're gonna go to Bishops okay okay yeah. I'll admit it. I pooped my pants at church. <laughs> I wasn't feeling good, but my parents made me go to church with them anyway. I'm 19, but as long as I live with my parents, I have to play by their rules. Yeah. Okay, I agree with that. During one of the meetings, I had an emergency bathroom visit. <laughs> I didn't make it in time and shat my pants, my <laughs> pantaloons, <laughs> before I got to the toilet. I just threw away my underwear and cleaned up a little and then went to the next meeting. Wow. Well, that, this that's, guy's a, that's yeah. a trooper. Yeah, that's a trooper. I would I would have gone home. I think that God's going to give you extra blessings for that one. <laughs> I, Maybe he could, couldn't go, have gone home because the parents. Nah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty strict. Yeah. All right. One of my friends saw the underwear in the garbage and asked the class who it was. Oh. <laughs> I didn't admit to it. The blame settled on one of the other kids in Sunday school who denied it just as much as I did. Now they call him Stephen the Stain. Oh. <laughs> should I try to save him and admit to the poopy undies or should I go about my life and live in a lie while Stephen suffers the consequences? Full disclosure, this happened Ten years ago. <laughs> it's kind of late. But maybe the person's guilt. I just wanted to have my question ready, read, read, ready, read, read out loud. May Ronaldo forgive me for my sins and bless Stephen wherever he is now. Poor Stephen. Poor Stephen. Um, that, that, that probably changed his life. I probably did. I think, uh, I think you should have. You should have just said it. It's like, it's the... It's one of those things that you don't realize till you're older that you can actually 
own up to things and if you do it in just the right way you come off being so funny if you can just roll with it like them calling you stains and stuff like that you can own it um even to the point where it's not it's not going to be a byword anymore it's going to be like a loving thing and people are going to have fun with it um yeah i think i think you're right it, yeah. it's just it's how you uh, you approach it so if if you own up to it and be like you you might be able to even get them to shut up about it because they don't want to hear any more. <laughs> anyway, Thor, you look you look uh, pensive about it. Pensive, yeah. I'm just I'm just thinking about it. That whole situation that's that's kind of hard one at a, at 19 to own up to something like that though. You know, I, I'm just mm-hmm. amazed that he actually went back to church. You know what I'm instead talking just, about? Instead of just, instead of just walking out. home, you know. I, I, well, I guess it depends on where he lives, right? Or where that, that church where is from, and stuff yeah. like that. But You know, I, I posted a while ago about me sneaking up the bathroom downstairs and I came back down. Oh, and, yeah. And they were blaming awesome. Summer for yeah. And I was laughing so hard that I couldn't, my favorite I, couldn't, I couldn't stop from laughing so I couldn't admit to it. <laughs> so I, I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm gonna play it for Brooke. So, so I went over and I, I, I was like, "Hey, Brooke, you need to listen to this last part of this episode." And I played it for her, and she, she was laughing pretty hard about yeah. it. But still, she was trying to blame it on Summer. She's like, "No, no, I think it was the bathroom. The bathroom just stinks sometimes." I'm like, "There's a reason no, no, behind no. that." I'm like, "No, that was totally me." <laughs> anyway, it was, it was sweet that she kept on trying to defend me and blame it on someone else or something else, but. But, uh, yeah, own up to it. And you can do it in a funny way. Mm-hmm. Like, you just you make sure that it's a funny joke. You just don't let ev- anybody else tell it. If you can tell it, that is different. But it if some- is. If someone else is telling the story, that's when it becomes not yours. Yeah. Yep. I completely oh, agree, Gunner. We have tons of bishops, guys. <clears throat> okay. okay. Uh, let's go on, then. Oh, you do for for making Stephen Stephen Stain. You do need to get a nice cold blanket. Yep, yep, nice cold blanket for sure. Sorry. Probably a big one yeah. that could cover cover up the stain. Stephen <laughs> <Yep>. Stain <laughs> or a shirt, a nice cold shirt that you know, or something like that. I'm the woman with the sister in Idaho. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I didn't want to leave Thor hanging, so here's an update. She said that she's. Taking a break from dating, but wanted to see if Thor has a profile on a dating site. I think she might reconsider her dating uh, hiatus if she knew some more about him. Anyway, fun show. The best episode episodes have been the weird cults like Unicult, Cargo Cult, Gwen's Cult, and the Rescue Rangers. <laughs> no more, no more down downer cults for a while. No more downer cults for a while. Okay. Okay. Well, well this one isn't today's isn't isn't, isn't too, too much of a downer. Okay. Okay. No, I don't have anything on a dating site. So no. So all right. Do we have any other? We have four more. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Love the podcast. Are you going to cover larger religions? like Catholic, Protestants, Mormon, etc. I think it would be cool to hear your perspective. I think we should. It, it just feels like we're going in to, to point out the bad for them. When I think that, on the whole, those ones, I don't tip, think typically they're trying to... I don't think typically they're trying to be bad. No, you know I, what I'm trying to I, say? I think we could be... If we decided that we could be even-handed and not be just just yeah. critical, I mean, or 
We, yeah, yeah, we we've done some, but it, but we also, I mean, this is a cult uh, podcast, okay. so we 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 steered away from some of the bigger religions. We could we could do a season where we hit more of the the bigger religions. We've hit some. We've hit like Seventh Day Adventists. Yeah, we could hit Seventh Day Adventists. We could hit. Uh, uh, LDS Mormons, we could we could do some I, Catholic. I think if we do that, then we need to have someone from that religion come on and yeah, actually. It'd be hard to find like a Mormon person. There are, yeah, really hard. There's some fun stuff the... when you talk about religions. I mean, Renetta was breaking up when I talked about the the skit the the Greek Orthodox uh, Roman Catholic schism, you know, yeah. where they <laughs> went and excommunicate each other, which is kind of funny, you have to admit. <laughs> There's some good stuff, you know. Uh, anyway, I don't know. Oh, maybe we won't. I don't know. We'll, I don't, I don't, we'll, we'll think about it. Am I the only one who doesn't like Baby Yoda? Oh, no, you're not. I no, don't like Baby Thor Yoda doesn't either. like Baby Yoda. I don't like it because it kind of, it changes the whole dynamic of the universe. On how powerful Baby Yoda is, uh, all all of the aspects of it just make it to where it cheapens the force for everyone else. Does that make sense? No, because the okay, force well, the force is already really cheap. Oh, is it cheap? Yeah, okay, you're right. I mean, Rhea in right. three easy lessons in afternoon becomes no, the no, full no. Jedi Master. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah, no, no, pretty it's true. Yeah, easy, and she's you know? going up against yeah, <laughs> exactly. Kyler Ren. Kyler Ren. I don't who's care been who her forever. Is. You know, yeah, you're right. It's like okay. what? No, they cheapened it. They did. They cheapened it. And like Luke in like three short lessons is beating the Dark Lord. Or fighting the Dark think, Lord. No, 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 no I think no. they did a good. Remember, think, half yeah. of Empire Strikes Back is is a training montage. I mean, it really is. And he's only half training. Fights it, and it's obvious that that he, he loses. You know. Yeah. I mean, it, uh, he does lose the fight. Oh. Yeah, he loses yeah. He doesn't the win the fight. My, so he my memory's it. completely different of this. <laughs> Luke wins the whole thing. No, he has his arm chopped off, and he, and and Darth Vader was trying to like. He's taking it easy on. Yeah, him. he's taking yeah. it easy on him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and Yoda's like, "You're an idiot." I should watch him again. <laughs> it's been a it's been a long time. Yeah, that's that's my favorite episode is The Empire Strikes Back. All right, the other day my coworker wanted to show me a website on his phone. When he opened Google Chrome, it opened directly to a porn page. <laughs> I wasn't going to actually say that as a joke, but it really it wasn't. True. He had to close the page and open a new tab. He just acted nonchalant like. I saw his Amazon order or something. <laughs> then he showed me the website he originally wanted to, me to see. After his accidental show and tell, <laughs> I know at least one weird kink he's into. <laughs> if you're curious, it was big-butted Latin women. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My question for the bishop is, what do I do? Do I acknowledge it, ignore it? Or do I buy him a blanket to hide his <laughs> phone under? <laughs> you know, that is really uncomfortable when you go into a house. This has happened to me at work. I've gone into the house and the guy has some X-rated movie on and he doesn't turn it off. What? Let's do well, some exercises. <laughs> what are you trying to exercise, buddy? <laughs> it was so uncomfortable. If you don't address it, it's going to feel a lot weirder than if you do. You know, mm. you, you make a comment, they make a comment, you laugh about it, and then you just move on. Uh, a blanket for his phone. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Coworker, yep. Yeah. Yep, yep. Because, yeah. You should buy the blanket and then send him an invoice. Get him, like, <laughs> get him a nice Colt shirt to wrap around his phone. Maybe like a little cozy. Yeah. I can't believe you covered so many Colts. How many Colts do you have left? I'm afraid you're going to run out and we'll be left high and dry with no more episodes. Mm. Don't worry. We'll find a way. And there are so many cults out there. There really are. I think we we may talk about expanding our subject matter in the future. So we'll, we'll talk about. It, but but yeah. But as far as cults are concerned, especially if we start going into the small ones without everyone dying in them, uh, there's there's an awful lot of them. There are an awful lot of them. Yeah. yeah so so I'm sorry for all you that want this to end. Uh, <laughs> we're going to be going for a little while. Yeah, we've... So, stay tuned. I think that's it for our thing. We went through quite a few bishops right there. Just thought we'd spend a little more time talking to you since I feel like we haven't talked to you for a while, even though you've been hearing us. Yeah. Just want you to know we care. Yeah, we care. We care. Welcome to another episode of Mom, I Joined a Cult. The only podcast about cults by an actual cult. Listen as we examine other cults, discuss what they did right and what they did wrong, and then build our own cult from the ground up. And now your hosts, Gunner, Nathan, and Thor. What do you have for us today, All right. Nathan? This is, this is a good one. So okay. this is Zen Master Rama. Okay. <laughs> <coughs> uh. <laughs> Zen master. Where do you Rama. dig these things up, Nathan? Oh, this is so good. But what I want you to do, I'm going to pull up a picture of him while we're talking about him. You need to see the glory that is Mr. <laughs> is this from Frederick Lenz? Is this from the 80s or 90s? No, 70s. This is 70s. This is okay. So oh, no, I... the person that took his photo, he did a lot of uh, portraits of of. Um, for album covers and rock stars. Mm-hmm. Okay. But he did this where the the light is coming from behind and you have mm-hmm. kind of a little bit of a glow. It's from down I think the Bee Gees mm-hmm. have took these kinds of photos as well. But he mm-hmm. did it and his it kind of goes with his theme. So he was born and we'll put this we'll put a link to it on You the, know he uh, looks a little bit androgynous. Yeah. Okay, it wasn't just me. No, it's yeah, you really can't I mean, he's a guy, but you can't totally tell. He was born in 1950 in San Diego and then moved to uh, Stamford, Connecticut. You know, the more I look at that picture, the more I know that he has roller skates. (laughs) He's wearing them. He has very 1970s, long, curly hair. So this started in 1970? He was born, yeah. He was born in 1950, but it's a 70s thing. So he... He grew up in Stanford, and but when he was young, he got in a little bit of trouble with drugs. But he got back on track. He did spend some time in jail. He got mm-hmm. back on track, and then uh, as he was going through getting his degree in uh, like a master of fine arts in Connecticut, he decided to take some time off and go to Kathmandu. And this okay. is in the 1963, around that time, and studied with supposedly some. Buddhist monks there and became enlightened. He came back to the U.S., enrolled in university in New York, and mm-hmm. got his doctor of philosophy. 
Okay. And one of the things that he... So he's got the best of both worlds. Yeah. Doctor of philosophy, study with the Buddha. And he went back to India, or he went to Kathmandu, and he studied under a guru we're going to cover named Sri Chinmoy. Mm -hmm. And I watched some of his stuff, and this is in 1972, around that time. Um, But this guy would sit in front of the audience his eyes would roll back like you just see the white of his eyes mm-hmm. and the for an hour and just kind of like people gaze at people or gaze in their direction and people would <laughs> say <laughs> say that just looking at him when made that made them increase their vibration uh-huh did they say increase <laughs> their vibration no, but i'm saying that <laughs> but, uh, that, but they would they would find enlightenment uh-huh. Looking or returning his gaze. You know, I could believe something like that being entertaining before television. But then they all pull out their phones this and look is... at the cat. <laughs> look at this cat. So, but he would do, he was just a weird kind of guy anyway. Uh-huh. He was very performative. Like he would do feats of strength. One time he painted uh, like 2,000 paintings in two days. Okay. And he'd just paint something and then take another piece of paper and paint something. He just stayed up for 24 hours or, or 48 hours and painted things for... I looked at his stuff. I'm, I wasn't impressed. Maybe I'm not the connoisseur of fine arts, but... He wasn't no Bob Ross? He was no Bob Ross. <laughs> <laughs> he may have the hair of Bob Ross, but he didn't have the talent. So his, his this guy's guru would run marathons. He uh, he was the guru of Santana, the, the artist. Um, he this would, guy's the guru. No, no, the, this His, guy's guru. Oh, this guy's guru. Okay, so, so we're not covering... We, we've spent more time on, on this guy's, guy's guru, guru than him. So far. <laughs> hey, um, why don't we just do this guy's guru? Yeah, we will. And then, we will. And then we can go on to this guy. <laughs> so he, he played, and not very well, but he played a lot, like 50 or 60 musical instruments. And sometimes he would get... He would have these musical instruments on stage. People would come and watch him, and he would just like play the violin kind of crappily and then he'd go on to play the guitar and then he'd go on to do something else. People were somehow mesmerized mm-hmm. by how talented he was, but I listened to his stuff and it kind of sounded like junior high junior band high. practice. <laughs> but anyway, after 10 years of being under this guru, Zen master Rama decided to, well, he, he was named Frederick Lenz uh-huh. until he decided he was going to be his, a guru himself. He's like, if this guy can do it, I can. Totally. Uh-huh. And so that that he gave himself Zen Master Rama. Mm-hmm. He gave himself that name after that. And so some of his teachings were, uh, he said that he had a, achieved Zemati. So that's a enlightened state when he was three years old. So he's kind of going back and rewriting history. Um, he coined the term he actually did coin the term american buddhism okay this okay. is about that time and so um he kind of brought popularized or helped popularize buddhism in, in america he said that he had remembered all of his previous incarnations and he was a high priest in atlantis mm-hmm. um, a teacher in egypt a guru in india and in japan please tell me that he said he was christ too he, you know, he didn't. 
Wow. This is like one of the first guys that had been reincarnated that wasn't Jesus. <laughs> Atlantis, the fake city. He performed miracles, levitation, teleportation. Is, is this in his other reincarnations? or right <clears throat> So now? what he would do is he would have you just look in my direction, but squint your eyes. And then just look and then release all of your tension and just look into my... And if I'm not here, you can look at a photo of me. That's why I put the photo out here. And It's working. It, it is supposed to. He goes, you... He would put little hints in his talk about gold or shimmering and have people close their eyes and, and, um, and then he had this, you know, big hair and... He wore a lot of gold stuff, and he, people said that his, the whole room would be filled with this gold essence, this gold glow. <laughs> and they, people swore that after looking at him, gazing in his direction, that they would, you could see him teleport, mm -hmm. or see levitate, or he. One time, he transformed himself into a bearded Asian man. <laughs> and which is a superpower that is probably underrated. That is, no, that's a super good superpower. That is awesome. It's right above. If only everyone could do that. The ability to digest corn. Yeah. <laughs> he, 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 he's like, I gotta go take a bathroom break. He pulls in an old guy to stand in his place. Quick, get in here. Um, Everybody, close your eyes. He, he had this kundalini energy. And it, the people who, if you concentrate enough and put your will, like uh, imagine what you want to happen, you can manifest those realities. So he had a few thousand people and in several, several places around the country, in New York, in Boston, California, I don't know if it was Texas or Arizona, he had these centers where people would go and... and uh, other people would be uh, teaching his 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 philosophy, his, his philosophy with pictures of him in the background. Uh -huh. I'm sure. Actually, exactly. Yeah, of course. The, yeah, he was the guru. Mm -hmm. um, but he also he taught his people to study software engineering. Uh huh. And he would say, "You can even because this is where the direct like he knew kind of like this is the direction things are going. Mm -hmm. This is in the in the eighties and nineties. Um, he would have them." You could just lie on your resume. And a lot of people, they said tens of millions of dollars were wasted on people who were his students because they would lie or they would lie for each other. Mm -hmm. And like put them, put another person in the cult down as a reference. Um, but they, he actually started, his students started several software companies. So some of them were really talented. I think they just got talented by kind of pretending until they... The old apprenticeship kind of thing. Yeah. So he did see, like, this is the future of where technology is mm -hmm. going. He had a music career. So he, he, he was a software engineer as well. And then he had a music career. He produced 31 albums in 13 years for one artist. That's good. For himself? Or, uh, it's or? kind of, kind of, it was his own, his project. Someone else was the artist. The artist was called Zazong, uh, but 31 albums. In 13 years. Did you hear any of them? Yes. And? Oh, my gosh. So bad. <laughs> so bad. Um, it's, I mean, kind of like a, if you were to do Zen music on your lunch break, you know, and you just have like a keyboard in front of you and you know a little bit about music. You're like, oh, this is in the... 
don't even know if it was the same key, but anyway, it was just weird. Chimes and stuff. Yeah, just crappy crappy music. Roland D50 at its best, right? <laughs> he wrote eight books, and some of them were, were really well thought of. One of them, Surfing the Himalayas. Mm. And it's just like philosophy and zen uh, with sports. And the other one is Snowboarding to Nirvana. Here's some of the controversy. So he had thousands of students. Uh, as he was teaching, they said that he had abused them. like Physical abuse, psychological abuse, sexual abuse, a lot of uh, control type type things. The guys or the girls? Yeah. Or, or both. mostly women. He was a um, black belt as well. And so I need like to show you... Like a real black belt? Oh, or... yeah. I, I need to show you... Or Steven Seagal black belt. No, Steven Seagal is supposedly Zagal's a, really yes, good. Steven Seagal is a no, black he's belt. He's really bad. <laughs> no, no, he is. He just doesn't look as pretty as some of the other ones. Come on, Thor. Uh, All right, so I'm going to show no you... Jelly. Is this the guy? This is the guy. ...is that a person with energy, with power, and a certain dexterity can overcome someone much stronger, much larger, and much angrier. As a matter of fact, the angrier a person is, the easier it is to defeat them in combat. Today, you'll be watching some of my students who are all competition black belts demonstrating some self-defense techniques. Okay, I'm going to fast forward just a minute here because this this is the best here. Hold on. So he has his students attacking him and he's showing them the power of... Of this is one of those, t- you know, I'm pushing you all back by my finger kind of things. Yes. Yep. Oh, please don't. Steal yes. Them mentally. What I want to do is interfere with their minds. The mind is the ultimate weapon. So they're going to come at me, and I'm just going to project a wave of energy out of my body to disable them. Right. Good. Okay. Come on. So me. he has a come group of like. Say- <laughs> a group of like time, five, five people. Say- <laughs> it's so funny because it's just like they're totally jumping back, holding themselves back. Wave of energy sweeps through their body, and they don't know where they are, what world they're in, what dimension they're in. At that moment, of course, you can dislocate. So he just yells at them and puts his hands out, and they stop. And pure key. I would love to see him in a real competition. <laughs> you know, like some other black belt is like, he's just like, stop. <laughs> so just through the power of his chi, or he says key, he's able to stop these guys. And he, these and he belts, said yes. he has to control himself so he doesn't stop their heart. Okay. Well, that's, uh, that's, you guys, that's mighty nice of him. You all need to see this. Um, we're <laughs> we, going to put a link to it because... Definitely. Oh, my gosh. So he, he also... So he... Uh, a lot of his students uh, accused him of abusing them. And... He also financially abused them. So the first few lessons that he would teach would be free or very, very low cost. Mm-hmm. And then his people who were really invested in his in his study, he would charge as much as $5,000 a month. He required people to, to pay uh, a certain amount. And the more successful you were, the more he, he asked. He made about $6 million a year from his, from his uh, students. He had... Several mansions, cars. He had a personal jet. Some of his students said that he had given he had given them mind-altering substances, including LSD, to get them to break through to higher levels and increase their vibration. <laughs> it's like, it's like I'm You're trying to get trying you. to make me angry. <laughs> and he said that having 
sex with him would increase someone's kundalini energy and so that's how he would <laughs> that's how he energy? that gets him every time <laughs> yeah. doesn't it Nathan? he wants some extra my, kundalini my kundalini he encouraged his students to cut ties with the family if they were at all disparaging yeah disparaging for, yeah. of the of the cult yeah that's yeah. a sign of a cult right there yeah yeah yep yep so uh, he in let's see in 2002 he um, he was a lot of controversy a lot of a lot of students were coming forward with stories about how he abused them and so he said he was tired of the way that Americans abuse their cult leaders mm-hmm. and and did he say cult leader no oh, he didn't say cult leaders his oh, he said religious leaders and okay. he said, so he killed himself. What? what? 2002 and left $23 million in a trust and uh, his, his some of his, his students and then also the Audubon Society for some reason was after his money and he gave, they gave some of it to Audubon Society and the rest of it, like $20 million or so was left in this trust for his students that are, that are still around. So there's still some, some around and he, they give they donate to Buddhist causes uh-huh. every year. I thought for sure you were going to say, so he loaded, he sold all his mansions and took all the money out of his bank and like moved to Costa Rica. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's, that's, it. You know, that's what you you're, know, su- you're supposed to do. That is that's, what you're supposed to do. But this guy didn't, yeah, he checked out early. That is um, Zen Master Rama. Okay. What do you guys think? Cult? Well, yes, oh, yeah, yes, definitely. Yes. Cult. Okay, yep, cult. Yep, yep, yep. The good, the bad, and the culty. Now we discuss what this week's cult did right and where they got it all wrong. Martial arts is good. Martial arts yeah. is good. Yeah. Uh, painting is good. Not necessarily his. I, I think that Buddhism? it was good that after 10 years of standing under his master, he finally figured, you know what? I could do the same stuff. He was probably just as enlightened as his master was. Exactly. He's like, yeah, I can do that. I mean, we're going to cover him. We're going to cover Sri Chinmoy okay. in the future. I'm going to go to the bad. The bad thing is that he took the sexual chi that he was offering from the world. <laughs> <laughs> sexual, what was it? Yeah, the kundalini the energy. Kundalini, kundalini energy. Yeah. Yeah, he was offering that to the world, and then he offed himself. Yeah. Oh. What a... How horrible is that? (laughs) He really deprived us all of that energy. Oh, man. How much money he was taking from people? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. $5,000 a month. I just can't imagine how much money you'd have. And this is not today's $5,000. This is, yeah, 1980s. 1980s. That's a lot. So... Um, yeah. But people in the 80s weren't as smart as they are today. <laughs> <laughs> Kids yeah. are so much more intelligent now than they ever were. Uh, maybe, but I still think there are cults that are out there. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> so. right, there it is. Um, um, let's see. Uh, so, obviously, the, the sexual abuse and physical abuse. And mental and abuse. And, and then all, the suicide, all not a good thing, too. I think yeah. to stop him from making this kind of music... It's one of those things where I'm just like, he's going to be a drain on society no matter what. 
because we have to take the time. Keep uh, on going. Keep going. Because we have to take the time to correct all the things that he does wrong and then try to bring him into a realization of who and what he really is. You're listening to Zen Master Rama right now. Okay. This is beautiful I'm, stuff, Nathan. Maybe that's the question, uh, the question of the week. Is Gunnar wrong in thinking this? I'm just formulating yeah, this. He was, it was good that he offed himself. I'm not, not necessarily good, but not necessarily bad. This is Zen Master Rama, and you're in search of personal power today. Well, you have to... Must be, that's why I picked up the tape. Personal power. <laughs> you want to know what it is, or how to get it, or get more of it, or stop losing it. Now he's reminding me more of Weird Al Yankee. <laughs> he's totally it's serious, though. Take off your mind, put on a table. Yeah. Watch out. I don't think I can take 45 minutes of that. <laughs> That's like, it's like the 80s music of really bad films, you know? The <laughs> action films. It's like the interlude music of, like, Knight Rider. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Hey, when they're not playing the main theme. Yeah. And now we take from what we learned this week and build our own cult, one belief at a time. What do we take from this? I want to say that we take on the sexual chin. (laughs) That's what I was thinking. (laughs) Whatever. And we give it to the world. Um, We're we're really depriving the world. Yeah, we we have been depriving the world. What's that stuff called again? Kundalini. (laughs) The Kundalini. So we're going to provide the Kundalini to the world. I... uh, don't know if that's gonna do it, guys. Okay. No. Well, so apparently Thor doesn't. Thor definitely <laughs> is depriving the world. <laughs> um, I think. I think that we should do a video. So Thor's daughter is in the room, just so you guys all know. And so. Okay. I think we should do a video. Let's do a video. Like a a um, fake yoga video. Or a, or a guru video. Or a fake fake martial arts video. Or a fake martial arts. Oh, that would be funny. I think we need to do a fake martial okay. arts video. Okay. I think that's probably the best. That was, that's probably the best part of this cult is there the martial art. Okay. So do like a little TikTok thing. Yeah. A couple fake martial arts moves. Mm-hmm. You too can be a martial arts master. <laughs> yeah. Breaking through styrofoam wall or whatever. I don't know if there's anything else we can take from I this think one. That's it. I think that's it. Okay, TikTok, here I we feel, come. I feel good about this. <sighs> well, that's it for today. Well, one more thing. So, oh. uh, we are going to be having Ronaldo in the park. We're going to have a slippery slipping slide, uh, a water sl- slide of some sorts. And uh, play, play, maybe we're going to play some kickball. Like and it'll be. Um, maybe sometime in July. Maybe not the 4th of July. That's just like a week and a half away. Oh, okay. So yeah, let's that. let's do it like the middle of July or toward the end. Okay. Yeah. Um, awesome. We'll try and get everyone together. We've got to have the apple bobbing though, right? Bobbing yeah, we're going to have bobbing for apples in it, <laughs> and we're going to get that together. Uh, so once again, uh, I know Ronaldo has really bent over backwards and staving off the apocalypse, but it will continue again. 
next um, week, just as business as usual. Business as usual. The earth will end. The earth is going Thursday to Thursday of next week if we're not, if we don't have enough people listening to the episode. Yeah. If you guys are are like, hey, worried about uh, missing out on stuff uh, and, and our a podcast, you know, running out and things, keep on listening to the episodes. Start over. Start over in episode one and, and work your way up. Um, and tell us if we've and, gotten any better. Yeah. Or maybe if know. we've gotten worse. Let, it, let us yeah. know how we're doing. Think, I, it, sometimes I wonder. <laughs> <laughs> you think practice would make perfect, but... Yeah, well... So we're coming up on our 100th episode here pretty soon, aren't we, guys? That's what I think the summer bash is about. Do we want to talk about the, the 4th of July, though? Uh, I think we probably should, because this is the week after next. Yeah. Okay. And uh, we're... We are so sorry about our fumblings. We're going to try to get something together. Um, we might do something like the the least work that we've ever done at this and just walk down in our shirts, throw some candy out, and then run, around, run away. Who knows? We'll try to get our goat statue made. If anybody out there wants to, uh, wants to help us create a, a goat... Uh, Statue? Is that what we're yeah, doing? Yeah, like, like a, a gold sculpture. A gold sculpture that we can put on a wheelbarrow or something, and, and we have a yeah. cart. Oh, I broke your wheelbarrow, too, Gunner. And P.S., your cat is dead. Yeah, that's all right. Okay. Well, awesome, awesome. Thor is not watching our house again. No. That's what I you, I don't blame you at all. You should ask for at least half of the money back. Yeah. I'll take half. We hope you had fun with us as we explored this week's cult. Join our adventure next week as we continue to build our cult one belief at a time. Until then, if you're going to join a cult, join the nice cult. So we had a graphic designer at work. I don't know if we have time for the story, but we had a, this uh, graphic designer left town. He was on vacation and we needed to get this file to print. Oh, no. And it was on his computer, uh-huh. his work computer. And and so I, I called him up. I was like, hey, I'm sorry about this, but can you give me uh, I, I, I need that password? Code, yeah. And he's like, uh, you can wait till I get back. I'm like, actually, it needs to go today. It needs to be at the printer. And he goes, well, okay. And it was like huh. chunky butt 69. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What's his password? He's like, don't tell anyone. So I have told everyone. <laughs> <laughs>